We are coming at you live from JGI Studios in Richmond, Virginia. This is Bang the Book, Thursday, December 16th, 2021. I am the professor, joined as always by Kanto the Greek. Kanto, how are we feeling this Thursday night? Man, we are feeling good tonight, feeling a little bit better. Uh, as you know, I, I took I took on a little water. I was uh, COVID positive here recently, and uh, it took me out. But you know what? Just like the NFL, I'm going to keep going, and we're going to play today. So let's go. Hey, I like your attitude there. I love your attitude there. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about, about the Kanto COVID episode. I understand the whole family went down. Uh, Kanto, Kanto wife was out for a while. What exactly was going on there in the Kanto cave? Yeah, Kanto wife got it, and then uh, next was my youngest, Michael, followed by my eldest, Haley, and then myself, and then James. It took us one by one, day by day out. Um, really hard to try to stay separated when you got five, you know, five people in a house. You, you really can't isolate the kids from one another, and uh, yeah, just picked us off one by one. I'll tell you what. Uh, the worst was my youngest. He uh, there were some scary moments at night with him coughing and struggling to breathe. But other than that, we uh, we thankfully were okay. The kids took it on pretty well. So the other kids and my wife and I are vaccinated, so it worked out okay for us. But it's not fun, man. You you haven't had it, right? I have not. Yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's one of those things where you know. It just, you don't know where you really got it from. And then it's really hard to contain once it starts. And I kind of feel like a, like now that I have it, I got these antibodies. I kind of feel like a superhero. I can walk out in the world, not really worried about it anymore. Right. Right. So that's the one positive, you know? Well, you know, your boy Mitch is going to pull through. He's the toughest <laughs> content of them all. Yeah. Yeah, he is, man. He is. So yeah, we're doing well. We're getting, and the only, the only shitty thing is, you know, now you're talking about being perfectly fine. I'm still on quarantine for another six days. Right. So now, now I'm stuck at the house and you know can't go to work. I can work remotely, obviously, but it's hard to do it. We want to do a bunch of things, and the kids can't go back to school yet. So that kind of, kind of gets boring. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, Kata, let's get into it. Yep. With um, with this week, of course, Urban Meyer losing his job is the headline here. Uh, but first and foremost, let's kind of hear your thoughts there on the Urban Meyer saga. After nine months, it's over in Jacksonville. What's going on? Yeah, so this is the third time we've talked about Urban Meyer and about his shenanigans. And this one comes on the heels of him kicking someone, right? So, I mean, if you and I are talking about him three times, uh, obviously he's becoming a, you know, he's making some stupid bone-hated decisions and plays. And I just think that I thought, I thought, we talked about this last week, I thought. You said he might be on the hot seat. And I said, well, I, there's no way they're going to get rid of him after one year. But it looks like they just con had enough of his, of his bullshit and got rid of him. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and I think they actually improved their odds. If I remember correctly, what you said, they their, their odds got better when they got rid of him, right? It went from minus three to minus five. Yeah, so I mean, obviously he was a he was kind of a joke in the NFL. We talked about that, and I I don't know if he'll ever coach again. To be honest with you, I mean, I think he's been uh, dragged through the mud here, and he needs to just kind of move on to different pastures and do something else. Yeah, so I mean, John Gruden is out, Urban Meyer is out. Generally speaking, the turnover with NFL coaches is, is about seven per year. Uh, what other coaches do you see? 
leaving their position either uh, between now and you know week 18 or shortly thereafter. So I definitely think Matt Nagy's going to get fired. Um, that got leaked and then they pulled it back. I definitely think he's one from Chicago that is absolutely done, um, if you ask me. And then you also have David Cully and the Texans. I mean, he's he's probably more likely going to be gone because uh, they're terrible um, as well. I mean, they're 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 not they're they're the only teams I think that is a dog against the Jaguars. So there's two, and then I really I could see Pittsburgh's. Um, you know, football co- head coach going leaving on his own accord at the end of year two. What's his name? Mike Tomlin. Tomlin, yeah. I could see Tomlin leaving at the end. I got a brain fart for some reason, but I could see Tomlin leave. They've talked about that a little bit. You know, it might, it's probably Ben's last year. Um, maybe he moves on and goes and does something else. I think that ship has probably run its course. So if I had to put my yep. money on the three, it'd be Tomlin, it'd be Nagy. And it would be Cully out of uh, Texans. So those would be my three. Yeah, I think that, that Matt Nagy gets kind of a, a bum rap. I mean, he did take the Bears to the playoffs two times with Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback. So he he gets overshadowed a lot by Green Bay and you know even Minnesota. But he's just been dealing with really shitty teams. And I think that he's kind of gotten the most out of some bad football teams. You can, yes, I guess. I mean, the Bears are always, I mean, you just, they just don't, they're just not good. You know what I mean? And I know he's got a new quarterback, but um, they just haven't won. I mean, I guess they, he's been to the playoffs once, you're saying? So he's, he took them to the playoffs twice with Mitchell Trubisky at the helm. Okay. Well, I mean, they, they're not, I mean, they've been talking about Matt Nagy's head for a while now. For sure. So, I mean, I think, I think, I think you probably that you that's one I could almost put in the bank after what you hear. I mean, again, I'm not, I'm not uh, Ed Warner over here getting or uh, Sheffy getting all the the <laughs> insides, but uh, you know, I just think that that's the ones they talk about a bit. They're not winning, so you know, get a new quarterback, get a new coach, make a new run at it. I think that's typically what happens. So, it's my opinion. Yeah, I, I think. You know, a lot of it boils down to the fact that we've become a rather impatient society. Impatient with head coaches, impatient with the ebbs and flows of the economy, impatient with each other. We lack the steadfastness to to fight a global war over the course of a half decade. We lack the ability to read a book over the course of a few months. We even lack the aptitude to let the chips fall before we lose our minds. The NFL is but a microcosm of American society. And so it goes with the gambling mind. We are quick to form our thoughts or wagers based simply off what the latest and loudest talking head says. The public got off to a hot start, but much like many people who achieve a degree of financial success, they felt a plan for longevity. A hot October plumped up gamblers for a historically awful November which end up being one of the best on record for Nevada sportsbooks. Two reasons for this. The longtime squares favorites of home teams and favorites are both on pace for their worst seasons in four decades. In the end, things generally work out in favor of the patient, steady gambler 
just like it works out for the boomer who invests 10% of his paychecks <laughs> into the S&P for 30 years. Towards that end, stick with the steady, stable approach, which these days means following Kanto the Greek straight to the window to cash out on yet another winning week. Woo! God, that, yeah, that, I would have liked that. That was good. He always ended with Kanto the Greek winning. I think we have a theme here. When we have a 33 and 14 player, you have to ride the hot hand. So Kanto coming in mm -hmm. here with a 13 and a half uh, game lead on the professor, 33 and 14. I'm not a mathematics major, but that's got to be damn near close to 770%. Who are you liking this week? Yeah. Uh, first off the bat, man, I'm, I'm Titans money line minus minus one fifteen. I mean, I think the line is minus one, but you get value at the money line at minus fifteen, one fifteen. So um, there gets Pitt. Uh, Titans are a better football team than Pitt. We saw Pitt get uh, pretty much destroyed by Minnesota. Um, what was that? Was that last week that we saw him get last Thursday? Right? They got destroyed by Minnesota. So I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of. Of the Titans and Pittsburgh gets to make a run back there at the end, but I just they're not a good football team. Ben's on his last leg, so Titans. Um, I got them next game. I always pick the Dallas game, they're playing the Giants. I think you can Dak has been very disappointing in the last six games. So once he came back from the calf injury, I think he's been a little bit concerned about that. It's messing with his head. Two picks last week against Washington, but. This is a game where you get healthy. And last week I rode the Chargers against the Giants and won easily. I didn't even have to watch the second half. I think this is the same type thing, even though it's a division game. Dallas should win this game by more than two scores. So the 11, while I don't love the number, I think it's you're still going to see Dallas take that number and run with it. So I like Dallas minus 11 against the Giants. And then the last thing is I'm going to stay in the East and Washington plus 10 against the Eagles um, these these divisional games where you don't have a clear dominant team like Dallas versus New York where they're just head and shoulders above you could argue on any given week the last four weeks that Philly or Washington were better right I think right I think that Washington playing um, in, in a division game against Philadelphia where we're not really a hundred percent sold on Philly to get 10 points that number is going to be inside of there i think that to me it's just it's going to end inside of that and i don't know if heineke's playing or not maybe he's not maybe that's why that number is so high but allen did fine against the cowboys last week so i do think that 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 to me that is just a really really high number and i really don't understand because they are a pretty decently coached football team i'm a fan of you know riverboat rivera um and how he play he coaches the game so <clears throat> i think that's 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 a good bet right there for most people i would i would put a lot of confidence in that one yeah two things about that uh philly washington game one is that we're not sure if philadelphia is going to roll hertz out there or uh gardner Minshew. right i know that uh hertz has a high ankle sprain which is kind of like what lamar jackson is going through right now it's a pretty serious injury and then two to your point, there's certainly a coaching mismatch there between Sirianni and the Riverboat Gambler. So, I'm, you know, I told you earlier in the week, I hopped on Washington at six and a half. I'm kicking myself that it's up to nine and a half, but 
Um, these divisional games tend to be very close. It opened at two and a half. And I know that Washington has lost a lot of guys to COVID, but they still have the number one running back in um, McKissick. No, the number one running back, one of the guys is out. The guy that's been ripping it the last couple Gibson. Of Gibson is still playing. Um, I think they're going to be able to move the ball here. And I, I'm just not sold on Philadelphia. These are, these are teams with identical records. And, I, you know, uh, you know that's going to be one of my picks here in a few minutes. But I'm with you on on uh, on riding Washington. We've generally been very critical of the Washington football team. But uh, in this scenario, I think you got you got to ride the, the uh, team formerly known as the Redskins. Yes, sir. Did you pick them too? I do. Yeah, so... Uh, Kanto, I do have Washington football team plus six and a half. It's interesting. You know, there was an article in the Washington Post a couple of days ago about uh, 25 years ago this month was the last game at RFK. And, you know, RFK for many years was one of the, the best places to play in the National Football League. And, you know, it's kind of sad what's happened with FedEx. Nobody really, you know, it's oftentimes a you know, home away from home for Philly fans or, or Dallas fans. But, you know, in in recent years, FedEx has really turned into a, a dump of sorts. Thankfully, <laughs> this game is within the friendly confites, confines, I should say, of Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. All right. And it's weird. Philadelphia is one and four at home. Really? This year. Absolutely. So... Six and a half seemed like a lot. Nine and a half you got is way too many. Um, so I, I got to think that, you know, Washington, whether it be Heineke or whether it be Allen, is going to be able to keep this within two scores. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't understand. I just don't – it doesn't make much sense to me. Unless I'm missing something, it's a huge number. It is. And, you know, much has been made about, you know, about Philadelphia and their ability to run the ball. They've got the the number one rush offense in the National Football League, from what I understand. Yeah, they still have the number one rush offense, about eight yards more per game than than the Colts. A lot of that has been Jalen Hurts and then the running back by committee. But the uh, Philadelphia is kind of a weird team in the way they've been able to run the ball with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I'm Googling it here, man. They've got 21 players now on COVID. The football team. The football team. That, yeah. That's that's second to LA Rams that have 25. So it's just wild what's going on with COVID right now in the NFL. But, yeah, I mean, I still, still, I, I don't see any key names in here, honestly. Um, from what I'm seeing, it doesn't seem like there's any, like, big – offensive players out so uh i'm saying that that it's still a good bet i I think you ride you ride washington football team all the way yeah for sure for sure uh pick number two is a rematch from halloween which you know halloween seems like ages ago it was only six or seven weeks ago but it's a rematch of the saints and the buccaneers that's a game that the Saints beat the Bucks 36 to 27. Uh, this, of course, was a game where Jameis Winston was hurt. Uh, and the two teams have kind of gone in different directions since then. The Saints are one and five, the Bucks are four and one. But I gotta think that with Alvin Kamara back, 
the Saints are kind of, you know, backs against the wall. You got to like New Orleans here catching that big number. Um, you you like disagree here? What was the number you said? 11. You know how I feel? I mean, so I genuinely, I know this is going to be against what I just said about Washington, but. I think I generally say that I play those big numbers tend to hit most of the time. I think we did a study on that one time. But it is big numbers have been hitting. So this is a year where the dogs are hitting it higher than 50%, but the big number favorites of 10 plus are hitting at a very high rate. But then you got another divisional dog fight here. And I don't I can't I can't disagree with you. I think I think Tampa is could coming off a big Buffalo win could be a for it's hard to get into a dog fight twice, right? And it could be a little bit of a letdown. So I think uh, I'm with you. I'm, I'm gonna I'll follow you on that. I think I like your play. I, I, I but I, you know you going against Tommy, going against Tommy Two Dicks. However, uh, however, rule number nine, man. This leads me into rule number two. Never bet against Billy Brass Balls because Saturday night we've got a good one. The Billy Brass Balls led Patriots going into Indianapolis. The Patriots are catching two here, which I think is a number that's perplexing a lot of people. Uh, I am going to ride the Pats plus two, two and a half if you lay a little bit of extra juice. I'm kind of on a, on a place right now where I'm not. I'm not laying the extra juice at this point. I'm just trying to play numbers straight up because from what I'm from what I'm reading, it does not pay off in the long run to to pay for the extra juice. So I'm gonna take the Pats plus two. Obviously two and a half is a better number, but you know, much has been said about you know the vaunted Indianapolis running game. They're led by MVP front runner Jonathan Taylor. They got the number two rush defense, but New England is ninth in the league in rushing. They're getting 124 yards per game on the ground. Um, The Patriots have the number three pass defense, the number one points against defense. So I think it's going to be hard for the Colts to to move the ball here. I still don't have any faith in Carson Wentz, even though Carson Wentz is having a great year, kind of under the radar because he plays for the Colts that are a a middling team there in the AFC South. But – uh, I'm going to take the Patriots plus two here. I mean, the, the Patriots have covered in seven straight games. So yeah. give me Billy Brassballs, Mac, the body Jones and company to keep it going against an overvalued Colts team at the oil drum on Saturday night. Yeah. So Pats are what? Six and zero on away games uh, just for their record. So they're playing in, in Lucas oil. I, something it's like they want you to bet new england for sure you know what i mean it's like they want you to bet new england and i get what you're saying but the colts they've played pretty damn good football even though they're only seven and six on the season um this is a tough one for me, man. I could, I could go. You pick some tough ones because I could go either way on this one. I could see riding high on the Colts at two and a half or two, whatever the number is, and I could go with the Pats because you don't bet against 
uh, you just don't get a bet against Belichick. So I'm not going to give my opinion on this one. I think you've picked some tough games. So, you know, I hope you hope you come through on these. Well, let's, you know, let's look here um, to your point. I'm looking through here. The only decent teams that the Colts have, mind you, the Colts started out 0-3 this year, which is, which is somewhat remarkable. Um, the only halfway decent team they've beat is the Bills. Um, they've lost to the Buccaneers. They lost to the Tennessee Titans. They lost to Baltimore. You know, they've beat, uh, they beat the, the Dolphins. They beat the Texans, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Texans again. So yeah. this is going to be an epic game, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the thirty-eight to thirty-one loss of the Buccaneers, thirty-four uh, thirty-one against the Titans, and then you know they played you guys in Baltimore. I was there. They played you very tough. That was the game you guys came back to win. So they played to their competition, right? In a, in a way, um, for the tough competition. I mean, they lost a couple of my look, the but of the so in in hindsight, like who have let's look at the Pats. Who have, sure. who have the Pats beaten in this run that we are all giving them all this credit for? Hold on, Stay I'm, I'm still not sold on the on the. Well, they, okay, so so the Pats have beaten the Jets, the Texans, the Jets, the Panthers, the Falcons. Now the last two games, they beat the Titans and the Bills. Yeah, yeah. So. Those are two good games. Now they beat the Bills in what would be considered one of the most ridiculous games ever, where your boy Mac only threw three balls the whole time, and it was you know the weather was that was a <laughs> that was a Bill Belichick game if I ever seen one. So For their sure. their big game, their big can't claim to fame right now is the is the game against the Titans that <clears throat> they won thirty six to thirteen. Yeah, that's so true. He, so here we have two teams that. A lot of hype with not a lot of substance. So we're going to see what happens on the field, right? Yeah, That's absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but, but by the same token, you can only play the schedule correct. that's, you know, put out there for you. So, um, you know, teams you. are what they are right now. <clears throat> well, I got your wild card for you. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. And it's none other than the toilet bowl. The Texans versus the Jags. <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny you say that because <laughs> we actually talked we talked about this earlier this week, and I said I, I liked Houston plus the three, and you told me I was crazy that they're terrible and they are god awful. <laughs> but, but now that the number is up to five, I like Houston even more. <laughs> so I'm going to take Houston plus five this week in Jacksonville. Uh, I, I, I don't even know who the coach is at Jacksonville. It doesn't matter. This is just a terrible game. And I'm actually really upset you picked this game out of all the fucking games. <laughs> you forced me into the muck to, to pick this game. But that's I guess that's what I get when I'm six games under 500. <laughs> well, I just I find it to be one of those games where you really don't have a reason for why you would go either way. You know what I mean? They're both fucking terrible. 2-11. and 11, Both 2-11. and 11. I mean, this is for the... F- if, if the only thing that would make this better is if the Lions showed up to watch the game. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah. 
So, uh, but I, I would, I would actually disagree with you. I think the Jaguars win this game, uh, just because. Oh, and they win by the they cover the five. I think Lawrence is bound to have one of those games that we'll remember for this year, and it's going to happen after your boy gets fired. They're going to say he's the one that's been keeping him down. Uh, we've talked too much about this game that deserves <laughs> zero talk. Let's go to the JGI phone line. We're going to b- bring in former head coach of LSU, Ed Orgeron, on the line. Coach, how are we doing this evening in the bayou? Professor, how are we doing? Kanto the Greek, good to have you on. Uh, we're doing great here, hanging in Baton Rouge. We ain't going down to New Orleans tonight. What are you boys doing? Well, man, I mean, we're just kind of hanging out, man. How's it been? How's uh, how's the retirement life living, man? Oh, gone to the Greek. I love it. I, I, I got so many girlfriends these days. Baton Rouge, Houston, <laughs> New Orleans. I could go on, but I'm loving it. I'm going to never coach again. Uh, that was going to be my next question. Is there any anywhere you might want to coach? Anything you want to do? Go Tigers. <laughs> So, coach, are you saying that uh, you'll you won't coach anywhere but but LSU ever again? Well, I might coach my boy Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, them them Bayou Bengals up there. But other than that, not coaching ever again. Go Tigers! Okay, okay. So you'd like to go up to the Bengals up in Cincinnati? Okay, I see where your head's at. Reconnecting with your old your old uh, quarterback. Okay, I, I like that. Now, Coach, at, at 60 years old, um, you know, my, my esteemed colleague asked about your future plans. But, you know, do you think that you perhaps would have a career in broadcasting or the front office somewhere? Now, Professor, I've never been a smart man. I'm a man that leads from the heart deep down in my plumes. They don't want my brain on CBS, NBC, Fox News, none of it. I belong in the bayou with my people. Fair enough, but fair enough, Coach. Fair enough. Uh, Conto the Greek. Anything else you got for uh, Coach Orgeron before we let him go on the Bayou on this Thursday night? Uh, no, man. I appreciate you coming by. I appreciate it. If uh, you know, if you ever want to hang out sometime and uh, grab a beer, man, let me know. I'd love to I'd love to catch up with you. Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Um, I'll actually be down in New Orleans the first week in February, so uh, I'd like to get up and you know drink a beer maybe on on. Uh, on Bourbon Street if you're down. Now, Professor, I don't go down there, New Orleans. I stay in Baton Rouge. You're more than welcome to come and stay with me and my four girlfriends in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, Coach, that sounds great. And, uh, you know, when I'm down there, I'll I'll be in touch and, and maybe I'll bring uh, Conta the Greek with me. That sounds good, boys. Good night. Night. Wow. wow. Coach, Coach O always brings the fire to the show. I'm sure he's a busy man these days with uh, whatever he's doing. But, you know, Coach O does bring the fire more times than not. Yes, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what he does uh, in, in the near future. Meanwhile, KC is really putting a number on the Chargers. 10 nothing, early third quarter, early second quarter. I'm not liking that too much. But, <laughs> you know, so I've, I've got... Herbert in fantasy, so I put a little wager on Chargers plus three here. You know, we'll see, just to make things interesting, but it's not going well for the boys from Los Angeles. 
You know what I don't like is that I'm going against our boy Aaron Rodgers in uh, fantasy football this this week, and uh, he's going. He's coming to Baltimore, and I need these Ravens to step up. The Baltimore secondary is absolutely depleted. I know. They might bring Ed Reed back here at some point. <laughs> uh, the, Bad, our, man. Our use Crunkus is not showing well with minus one points out of Herbert right now. Oh, brother. Here we go. Big play, baby. Running play, of course. But, yeah, folks, we'll do it again next week. Uh, we've got a, a big gap between Contra the Greek and the Professor. 13 and a half games with just a few weeks left of football. Uh, we'll try and do better next time for the for the professor and Kanto the Greek. So long, friends. Peace.